you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hello, friends. Before we get started here, I wanted to remind everyone that this episode, as all of our episodes from here on out until further notice, are brought to you by OutbreakChallenge.com. Go to OutbreakChallenge.com and enter the code ZOMBIERUN, and you'll get 15% off your um, chosen zombie escape package. So do that shit. Lose some weight. Be happy about yourself. Tim, take it away. Well, welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Timothy Harvey, and this is the Zompocalypse Now podcast, where we talk about things undead and other such nonsense. And of course, I'm not doing this alone. I am joined by my two cohorts, companions in misery. I like that. Companions in misery work. All right, there we go. And who are you people? I'm... Dustin. And I'm Curtis. And and neither one of us are happy to be here. Perfect world, we'd be watching the Louis C.K. special. I'm trying to decide if I want to watch that or not. I don't. Does he talk about all the ladies that he masturbated in front of? Like... Nope. Nope. I don't know. It just... Doesn't, doesn't talk about it, doesn't bring it up. He references having to in hiding... For two years before the he talks about that for like two seconds and then he moves on to excessively funny shit but anyway that's not important right now um instead we get to talk about uh what is going on Justin, with way what we can still hear things coming in from your side he's a good dad he ain't fucking around you know who is fucking around. his children and they all think that they're cooler than me and they are wrong you know who is fucking around though Strand, Strand <laughs> becoming a straight up like Disney villain. There's right. I'm trying to two episodes decide, tonight. Trying to decide if I love it, uh, but he only gets one scene. We got two episodes tonight. The first one is called Till Death, and uh, that's what we're going to talk about first. And then we're going to talk about the subsequent episode, which is called Boring as Shit. Dustin, take it away. So, um, so these guys are talking about uh, about uh, dragon fruit, which I don't know how they found. Uh, number one, nine years into the apocalypse. Uh, number two, fresh. Number three, not irradiated, and they did, they know it's not irradiated because they have a Geiger counter. I live in Texas. Have I missed the Geiger counter emporiums? They're on every corner, Dustin, right next to the Starbucks. Don't like, you know that by now? I guess so. Hardly, like, hardly every, swing a dead cat without hitting a Geiger counter salesman in Texas. <laughs> I mean, they every person, every literally every person on the show has one. Every person on both ep- both episodes. It would have been better. I think I would have been more okay with it if the writers had just had somebody be like. Gee, that radiation was tricky. I'm so glad all that blew away. 
No, and then is. we wouldn't have to deal with everybody having to walk around with a Geiger counter and a mask for the first quarter of the episode until we are supposedly for, supposed to forget about radiation and everybody can take off their masks and stop carrying around the Geiger counter. Well, and they're all riding horses, and I just want to know how so many horses are alive and healthy this far into both a the zombie apocalypse Horse and shit. b the nuclear devastation Horse well, shit i will i will i think that they've established on multiple occasions how horses have survived the zombies they're just like too prancy around it. like it takes an actual like a person has to physically corner a horse before it can become you know fodder for zombies they've shown us that more than one occasion on the flagship show where somebody has been like oh look it's black beauty i love black beauty she's wild and untamed i shall grab her for myself and then they spend all episode with black beauty being a metaphor and at the end they corner her and she's eaten by zombies before they can put a put a tether or a lead on her because she was so wild and untamed and when a person cornered her, that's when she became vulnerable. If they just left Black Beauty alone, Black Beauty would still be alive today. That's great, except we just had a little nuclear event. Well, that's different. That's oh, that's totally, you're right about that. Like, all the horses would be dead. All the horses um, would have bat wings and be dead. And Strand is, his little enclave is in the city. Now, I realize it is Texas. And I realize that there's a cowboy culture thing. What happens down in the South and the West of the country and Texas is included in that. However, I'm pretty sure that you don't find that many horses just in the city on a regular basis. Yes, that is totally maybe true, except for any city in Texas you drive not even two or three miles outside of the city limits. Literally every city in Texas, and you're going to have to find some sort of ranch for this. You just are. You just are. So those ranches that were nicely exposed to the radioactive fallout and shockwaves and... Well, no, you know, right. but, you know, we're getting bogged down with the minutia of horses, horsey, horsey horsiness. But uh, it's just, it's all bad. It's all bad. They wrote themselves into a corner. They were like, let's do nuclears next. And then they did it. And now they're like, oopsie doodles. <laughs> now we have to deal with the whole, with the fact that we've made it a nuclear irradiated wasteland. And they're doing a bad job of it. But you're right. They have made Strand into essentially a cartoon Disney villain. And part of me kind of likes it. I think that was, it's so damn ridiculous. It was the best part of of both episodes honestly when they came in on strand and he was playing golf he was shooting golf balls off the roof into the zombies that he's accumulated and there was a girl in a little little dress a little little golf dress and a sun visor putting new balls why they didn't put some twinky little boy in that position I will never understand. That would have been the funniest joke. <laughs> it would have been so good. Can't depend on these writers to do anything that's good. You know, or that Can't somebody like if they if they had done that, if they had had established some sort of like, you know, little little 
you know, oh, they'd have to, they'd have to remind people that Strand's gay, which I haven't talked about in a long time. Really haven't, have we? I, I kind of have to remind myself. Oh yeah, Strand was gay in episode one. No, he was he was gay in episodes season one, season two. That's when we find out, right? Or wasn't even season three that we found out about? I think it was. I think it it was season two, or where we they finally made it to where his dying reason for existence, the man he he truly truly loves. And of course, the end of the story and tragedy and Strand was never the same. And now he's become a Disney supervillain, which is just, I mean, the thing is, is I have yet to actually see him twirl a mustache. But every time I see him now, I I see him twirling a mustache. (laughs) Well, okay, but we're we're, we're, uh, glossing over Dwight's part in this whole situation. Well, we do have to point out here that. For a long time, people have talked about a Lone Ranger reboot. And because The Walking Dead has been being a Western for a while now on the Fear the Walking Dead side of things, Dwight and Sherry have become essentially the Lone Ranger. Yes. Which they I are, kind of love because it's also ridiculous. They're called the Black Hoods and they they ride in and they resolve conflict. They're the Dark Horses, which is a dumb, dumb name. Uh, the Black Hood is is better, but oh, it, unfortunately they the are called horses. the Dark Horses. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Well, it's okay. It's a dumb name. So anyway, um, and we—that's where we get the guy with the dragon fruit. That's when they meet him. They're they're trying to retrieve the stolen dragon fruit from these guys so that they can uh, bring it back to whoever they stole the dragon fruit from. Uh, which I think would have might have been a better story and just have somebody like this is how we got dragon fruit in in the, the double post-apocalypse <laughs> uh but they end up having a shootout and one of the guys dies and one of them gets away um then there's a whole like uh they go back to the bunker where they were staying and they have a cute time with that family and the family's like we want to leave we want to try and find padre and uh, and Dwight and Sherry are like, we're safe here. We need to stay here. We'll, well, maybe we'll look for Padre at some other time when it's safer. And uh, the family's like, okay, I hope we're not terribly, horribly murdered before that happens. Uh, and then the next thing we know, Sherry and Dwight are being kidnapped by Tim Harvey and his gang of ruffians to take it, to Strand. And these guys, I mean... <sighs> Again, the entire, everything that takes place in a Walking Dead universe takes place within five miles. There is no way these people are on top of each other like this. There's no way. Especially if they have to, um, if they have to like take radiation pills, which they also talk about having to do every time they have to go somewhere and, and go raid the Geiger counter store and. You know, like, like Googling, I feel like Googling are radiation pills real. They are. But are not they? for use like this. Well, and not in quantities <laughs> that you can just find. They're not at the drugstore. You can't go down to CVS and get your radiation pills prescription filled. Look, we we okay now. Okay, now we're getting into something because we've lived in this society for enough years to where everybody has to make the things that they need now. You have yeah, to clean much. your water. You have to find a place to take a shit. You've got to. Uh, if you want aspirin, you gotta go to fucking Colorado, chew on tree bark. 
right. you know, and, and it is possible. It's improbable, but it is possible to make a tiger counter out of parts. If you have, if you have the, the information to tell you how to do it. Right. Or if you're some kind of fucking genius and can just invent a Geiger counter, right. But you need a special tube and all this stuff that you need, special electronic stuff and some way to solder it, all that shit. Okay. Let's just say somebody figured out how to do that. And before they were slaughtered unmercifully, they made 4,000 of them and just set them to one side. <laughs> Gee, I hope I don't ever need this. My yeah, zombie the- ho- hobby is, Making Geiger counters. I hope it never becomes a thing. I it's have to do. it's that's what Daniel's been doing since we can't be bothered to check in with him. <laughs> we we talked about him in in the previous episode. He, he was in it for two minutes, and I'm pretty sure it was a flashback or something. <laughs> it kind of was. <laughs> no, it's just this is another example of the like Dustin said. They've written themselves into a corner. And the way that they have to deal with this corner is pretend that all of this stuff is just available, that there's a reason for Texas, the average person wandering through Texas can find a Geiger counter and the average person wandering through Texas can find radiation pills because they're just, they're like video game save points where, you know, you can find a little stash. That's exactly what we're doing is video game logic. Somebody's making gas masks and gear counters and um, fuel that's not turned to varnish. Somebody knows how to do that. And in Texas, you know, you got a lot of oil people probably survived because they're rich, you know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I remember when I was making my own gasoline. And so they just do it now. And that's how they stay alive because they're in some kind of sweatshop with yet another psychopath in charge. <laughs> okay, so uh Sherry and Dwight are taken to Strand, right? And Strand does his whole super villain thing and he's like <laughs> Yeah. Go, <laughs> go find what's her butt. She's a lady that I liked and I she went to go find her husband, but I'm worried about her. Please go find her. Oh uh, yeah. So they go Well they turn him down. They, oh right, I was about to say. I was just about to ask that. Yeah, they, they turn him down they turn him first. Down. Or, yeah, because Sherry's like, uh, we've seen this whole setup before. <laughs> you know, just just because I'm not going to be one of your sister wives in this situation doesn't mean sister wives is not coming. <laughs> and so she turns him down and they head back to where the the bunker is and discover that the little family is all dead. All of them are dead. They're dead. They've been dead. Killed with deadness. Yeah. Just dead. Luke Skywalker standing outside. Aunt and Uncle Baru burn. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty. It's And the little girl has become a zombie and they have to kill her and again. And it's very sad. Oh, man. In hindsight, it would have been funny while we were watching this scene if somebody would have started going, da, 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 da. Nah. <laughs> But no one did. We didn't. Just... So they're a little upset about this. They find her dead, so they, what do they, decide to go fuck off and look for her? Well, no, they decide to take Strand, uh, they decide to take Strand up on his offer, right? Right, right. And then they're... They- so it was so, you guys, you guys, we were having to remind each other of this stuff because it was just so boring. 
all of these things that happened were just like, oh, okay. Oh no, the couple there was and the one... child that we got to see for one minute yeah. total over okay. two seasons is There's dead. Oopsie. One thing actually happened in this episode, which was filled with just filler bullshit. Um, one thing happened. Strand had those guys go looking for uh, the wrestler lady. We find out she's a wrestler. Convenient. And then we find out that he also sent a dude out to kill those people. And, and we find that out, that he's playing everybody. We find out Strand is really is playing everybody, and he's an evil bastard. And that's what we find out. That's yeah. the only thing that happens in this episode. And Kurt, then there's, a like, so they say, find her, and it's Alicia Tyler. Aisha Tyler, who is awesome, and uh, I love very much, but I don't know why she decided. She was just like, yeah, sure. Maybe she was just like, ah, you know, I could go, I could go hang out in Texas for a couple of months. And she was a wrestler, and her and her boyfriend were wrestlers together, and they were going to do a whole gym, but I think life kept getting in the way, and they never did the things that they wanted to do, and then the zombies happened, and then they got separated and by the way uh, uh dwight and sherry find her at the gym with no effort whatsoever none zero it's like we're gonna go look for her and then they find her which means either strands people are brutally incompetent uh, but yet they've been able to connect with every other character on this show and threaten them with guns so how they couldn't find her at her gym where there's a picture of her on the wall. <laughs> it's like, okay, sure. Whatever, whatever, whatever. There was, there was whatever. so much maudlin crap writing and, and actors having to wrestle with dialogue to try to make it make sense to try to make it fit in the circumstances that they're living in it's it's goddamn as the world turns and then after all this like modern we just didn't make time for the things that were important they devote like a good seven minutes to this crazy fight in the wrestling ring with sherry and aisha tyler and dwight fighting like a horde of zombies in the wrestling which we have not like, seen before on this show. So No, and I, I laughed the whole way through, but it was not because I was having so much fun, but it was because why? How? Why are we in this place? When did this become what we're watching? It's happened because they looked around and went, well, you ever had him fight in a wrestling ring? All right, all right, sure. We'll put it in. We seem to have a character who's a wrestler. Okay, no problem. And that's pretty much what happened. And then they decide that they're going to go off and find this Padre place on their own. Well, no, first, first Aisha Tyler joins the Black Horses or whatever. Right. And uh, so that was what they're first going to, they're like, we're now we're all the Black Horses together. We're going to be Lone Ranger in our little, took us off. And their first assignment is there somebody like, we want you to find Padre for us. And it's the people that have been running around like, with naked walkers and stuff like that it's that group right so that was the end of that episode and it was garbage dumb as hell just absolute just absolute they're it's they're not even making an effort and i like i like dwight and sherry i i kind of like their whole we were burned by negan and and we're like 
we've got this hope spot in our life, but we're also like super suspicious and leery of things. And it's like, I love the fact that there's this like conflict internally for both these characters and the actors do a fine job. And, and, and I kind of like the idea because it's bonkers of them becoming like, you know, we are now the law. (laughs) All right, cool. (laughs) And I really did like Sherry's whole, like, we know where this is going. Like you, if you say this is a sanctuary, it's probably anything, but I thought that was really cool. Like, cause she saw right. She, I don't think she ever really even spent any time with Strand before, but she saw the writing on the wall immediately. So, I mean, there's there's potential here. And, and Aisha Tyler coming in, she's perfectly, I mean, she's always fun to watch. I don't have an inherent problem with the ridiculousness of a zombie fight in a wrestling ring where Dwight takes a chair and beans a zombie. I mean, there's something just... That was masturbatory writing if I've ever seen it. It's like, let's have a silly moment in The Walking Dead. Okay, now wait. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, the problem I have with it is that, like, they abandoned any pretense of having any kind of comedy or dark comedy in any of these shows a decade ago. Mm-hmm. That's not the show we've watched. That's We've watched Fear the Walking Dead for seven years. That's not the show. This is not the show. That's not the show. Right. But anyway, so that happened. And then our next episode is which one? It's called Reclamation. It's another Morgan episode. And I just I just can't wait. They they have confirmed that Madison either appears in the last episode of this season and is coming back full time next season, or they just were like, Yeah, she's coming back next season. I think that she was she appears in the last episode. I'm not hundred percent positive. So don't quote me. Uh, And I just cannot wait for those two to get together and for her to be like, do you ever stop talking? Do you ever stop having a wishy-washy wine fest? Like, come on. (laughs) Part of the problem with putting Morgan in charge and having him be a leader character is that if you've been with the show from the beginning, you know our first introduction to Morgan was a man who had pretty much lo- was losing everything and was losing his mind. And then, because he saved Rick and, and what, was that even in the first episode? First That's or second the episode? first episode, yeah. And then when he reappears, he has lost everything and he's, 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 his mind has snapped and then he's become a killer and then he's become a pacifist and then he's a killer and then he's a pacifist and then he's a killer and there's a pacifist and then he's walking the world like kung fu and he's here but he's not and he needs people but he doesn't want them and right it's just they don't they never are writing him consistently and lenny james deserves better he's an incredibly well-trained highly skilled british actor who is slumming i mean i'm sure the paycheck is nice What's and he probably likes the people, but they are not using him well. Name them. Name the name the writers. Their names should be known. <laughs> but this episode is they are about- taking a piss with this show. It is seriously just amateurish. This is this shit in season two, and right now we should all be seriously addicted to the show. Instead. It's just pandering bullshit. One episode after the other. Well, it's not even I'm pandering. Too, I'm far too emotionally invested in. You guys, why am I even upset? Right? 
Well, yeah. this remi- you know what this reminds me of, Curtis? This reminds me of before, like, Curtis, when we, okay, for those of you who only know this as a podcast, we used to write this review for a, for a website called Sci-Fi For Me. And I would recap, and then Tim would do analysis, uh, try to understand the, my crazy bonkers recaps. And Curtis live tweeted the episode while we watched it. And then we would include his tweets in the recap. And Curtis had a very similar freak out about, <laughs> I would say, five years ago. And was like, I can't watch the show anymore. And it just stopped coming to our, like, stopped coming. It was like, I can't do it. I'm zombied out. I can't do it. And like, it was just. Well, I mean, keep in mind, keep in my own defense. I was, I was deeply involved in a group called the Kansas city horror club. I'd seen every horror film. 70% of them were zombie films right? for 10 well, years. Yeah. And it was very sat oversaturated at the time. And like, but Curtis like had to take a huge, and like we, we lured him back. And now he's like, this can't, I can't do this anymore. Same thing again. I'm sorry, Curtis. I love you. The problem is that Curtis is very susceptible when a van pulls up and a door opens and, and a voice says, little kid, would you like some candy? <laughs> That's what writing is. You do bold things. You don't talk about don't want to go into a room but you've got to and and somebody else shouldn't because they don't even know fuck that i'm so tired of it every episode every episode everyone <laughs> twice or or Curtis like we very we've passionate had, we've had for the last four episodes i i've got to go well i'm coming with you you can't come where i'm going but i need that's to come. what i'm talking about like Yep. I don't care. I don't care. I like that other show where everybody was just running constantly. That was fun. This is, this is why (laughs) they're bringing, we didn't bother with that. This is why they're bringing Madison back. I I have come to believe, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong, but I have come to believe that the writers sat there and went, we have made a terrible error. (laughs) And another writer looked at them and said, just the one. (laughs) <laughs> and the and the head writer goes, we have made some terrible errors. And the first one was getting rid of Madison in the first place. The second one was replacing Madison with a character. Because I, I like Morgan. I like Morgan's struggle. I like the fact that when, when Morgan is well-written, his struggle can be interesting. But Morgan... the. Fear of the Walking Dead, what has made this show interesting, <laughs> or at least semi-interesting, is the fact that its main character was a goddamn sociopath. Because mm-hmm. Madison is literally a stone-cold murder machine. And she does not oh, give yeah. a fuck. She does not give a fuck. Like, you know. That's what we want in a hero. Not yeah. all these fucking moral quandaries. Well, the thing is, is that we had that we had moral quandary, Rick, for that. You had two worlds. Mm-hmm. We had the Walking Dead world with moral quandary, Rick, and then we had I'm going to kill everything around me all the time over here with Madison. I have this hammer, and yeah. I'm going to use it right on your face. 
And this is not to say that the early seasons of, of Fear the Walking Dead were particularly good, because if you want to go back to our earlier reviews where we talked about Fear the Walking Dead, this show has had problems for a while. Yeah, they tried to make Travis happen for a real long time. Yeah, there's a, one of many issues. But the thing is, is that Madison was always compelling. You were often going, she's going to get everyone around her murder killed. And <laughs> because that's the kind of way she was. Even at the end, right before her character supposedly died, clearly not. Even when she was trying to be a nice and good person, she still had that edge that said, I have built this nice and good world, and I'm a nice and good person. However, should you come at me, bitch, <laughs> you're going to get cut. Right. So they write her out, and then they turn the show into a Western, which has some pros and some cons, but it has some pros. Mm -hmm. And then they nuke the world. Okay, mistakes were made. Madison has to come back to kill everyone so the show can start again. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be hilarious if madison's whole arc next season season eight was just madison walking up and being like nope nope pop. yes i would i would i would pay nothing i would not actually pay anything i would i would appreciate seeing that yes that would be worth a dollar so the whole the whole second episode is about morgan and al having an argument about whether or not Al is going to go find her lesbian helicopter pilot again. Oh, she's not. She's she's being such an asshole. Morgan, all Morgan wants to know is what are you what are you up to? And she's like, mm, do, do, do. I'm not going to tell you. Asshole. Know. That means the writers don't know either. They're making this shit. They don't even have a plan. They don't even have a probably don't even have a whiteboard where there's an outline for the season. Here are the beats that we have to hit. They don't have that. It's just well, what sure they do. shit are we going to throw in this week? Sure they do, because it's it's start season. <laughs> Madison returns. In the middle, stuff happens. You guys, you guys, I accidentally, I when I read the article about Madison's return, there was another article linked, and it was like, the strange thing they're doing with Fear the Walking Dead's new, new walkers are like, what and I was like, oh no, what are they doing? And so I I clicked on another article and I read a thing that I just was like, nope, no. And I just I'm waiting just so patiently for it to happen so that we can just like so we can all just lose our minds and just just waiting. It's bad and sad to wait. I can't wait to take a hiatus from the show. It's very it's very soon. We only have like two episodes left, right? Yeah, there's only two episodes left in this particular uh, uh, part of this season. Yeah, so it, it does come down to an argument, basically. It's like, why are you staying away from this person you want to be with? Well, we'll be in danger together, and I can't put down the camera. You must put down the camera. I can't put down the camera. You must put down the camera. You can't. I can't put down. I can't even keep it straight anymore. Lamest goddamn shit. Mm, lame. And it. It hurts my head for a number of reasons, not least of which is Maggie Grace has disappeared from the show for a significant chunk of like a season and a half. Al is, has been a fairly interesting character who we kind of like. Yeah. And yet I'm almost pleased to see her off the show because they clearly didn't have anything to, they wanted to do with her over the last season and a half because we barely saw her. Right. And she kind of gets her happy ending. She must ending. have pissed somebody off. Well, she's got another. She's got other things to do. She kind of gets her happy ending. 
yeah, I think that maybe this was our we won't see we won't see uh Al again for another, you know, till next season. She got her two she did her two and now she's gone off to like do whatever it is that she and that she Maddie and her Grace girlfriend Isabella Isabel, is that what her name is? Yeah. Um they they will come in as the cavalry cavalry for some episode later down the line. They got a helicopter. We do get to watch the most incompetent military reclamation. Reclamation is the name of the episode. And the reclamation team is sent after Al and anyone who knows about the helicopter and the CRM. And these two are not quite Abbott and Costello level or Three Stooges level, but they're real damn close. Yeah. Every opportunity they have to kill people they manage to fail until they're they are blown the fuck up with a cannon like the, like out of a looney tune adventure i'm not i'm not entirely sure what the shelf life of gunpowder is it doesn't matter i'm happy i was excited <laughs> when that happened there's actually like two moments of comedy in this episode that are like straight up we're just going to be silly. And the first one involves the first time the cannon is used and Al having a running conversation with a tied up zombie. And I'm like, what is happening here? I kind of want to see this show where people are funny in the Walking Dead universe. I want the Walking Dead comedy show. It, that's not what this is, but... They'll treat it like Star Trek and do... do lower decks animated it? Lower decks it, yeah. <laughs> I find Lower Decks not to because they're goddamn jumping sharks every episode. Lower Decks is really funny. One part of this episode that I really enjoyed, and that was the cannon. Yeah, Yeah. that was fun watching watching those watching Abbott and Costello get just smoked. (laughs) That was really cool. There's always a special effect in each episode where it's like their money shot. Yeah, that, that was it. It was really worth it this time around. Last episode, I couldn't remember what it was. I think one. the money shot was supposed to be you watching a bunch of zombies get murdered in a in a box in a in a wrestling ring, probably where Mickey was bashing that zombie's head into the post. Yeah, that was probably that. I think yeah, that all point. of her the, zombie the atomic kills. neck drop or whatever, probably. Yeah. yeah, and it makes me giggle. I guess that's what keeps me coming back is. There's bits. There's bits that are good enough. <laughs> and you're like, I guess we're. I, I don't want to say I'm fully it. pissed off, but well, I'm pretty displeased. We are kind of committed to this because I think, again, there's a great deal of, of self hate and loathing. Um, there's a lot of self inflicting of harm. Dustin is a parent. Um, well, I went to that went to that one Church of Satan service, and now I guess I got to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> The pastor brought us a fruit tray. I mean, I I, I ate that guy that one time, and now I have to <laughs> eat, keep eating people. Um, yeah, it's that it's that kind of logic, I'm afraid. But Al gets her happy ending and rides off to the sunset, forever on the run with the woman she loves. Yeah, against the CRM who are tracking her down. But if they're sending people like the two people they sent this episode, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. <laughs> They looked so much like those little guys that fly the TIE fighters in Star Wars with their little black helmets, you know? (laughs) Okay. Because because both of them were fairly, they weren't, neither one was terribly tall or terribly big. They were relatively small. I think they were women. They they probably were. 
No, they um, they talked. They had men, men man voices. Well, they were yeah, relatively small women. men then, and I. But every time I looked at them, I kept being reminded of Rick Moranis in Spaceballs. Yeah. Which is not intimidating to me. I'm Dark afraid. Helmet. I'm sorry. I just I, I I know what you're going for here, show. But if they can't shoot straight, if they've got stormtrooper aim, and they're as bad at this that these two are, all I can do is just see Rick Moranis running into a wall in that black helmet costume, right? I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Exactly. That's it's this is unintentional comedy, folks. This is unintent this is this is not the reason I'm supposed to be laughing at it. But we survived. We did. We did. And the thing is, is that it kind of boggles my mind. Uh Tell Death, by the way, was directed by Lenny James. He was the director oh. of that episode. The guy who plays Morgan. The guy who plays Morgan was the director. In this no. season, we're also getting Coleman Domingo is directing an episode, and Alicia Debnam Carey is directing an episode. See, they, they, they're not even, they're just letting the actors do it all. That's not smart. Well, the, both Coleman Domingo and Lenny James have directed quite a few things. Now, th- this isn't I'm the first sure thing that Alicia Debnam Carey has directed. I'm sure that's true, but I've talked to, I have lost friendships over this. Where I have said, okay, I get it that you have a production company. Do not produce your own work. Don't. You don't know what it's supposed to look like. <laughs> Fire, hire someone that's talented to produce your work. He's, he's a talented fellow. He was quite good in the new Candyman. He was. I loved that movie. So, so yeah. I mean, it was, a, it, was, it was two episodes we watched. Coming, coming close to the things we want. The things we want are coming. I'm only, I, uh, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned, Dustin, and I'll tell you why. Maybe it's the pandemic's fault. Everybody's brain is addled because they've had COVID, and now it's now they've got brain worms and they can't write for shit. Yeah, but nobody knows it. Nobody can tell because they, it's happened to all of them. And they all got brain worms now, and they're just standing around, patting each other on the back, thinking they're being awesome. But in real life, they can barely read or speak. I've just never been the same since I had it. You got brain worms? Yeah, I got the brain worms. You weren't the right. same before either. No, I wasn't. That's part of your charm, Dustin, is you're not the same. You're, you're, one, of your, you're one of yourself. <clears throat> I'm an army of me. That's right. My concern is that they're going to bring Madison back and then write her wrong. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. They're not even going to look at her old episodes. (laughs) That would be hilarious if she's just like, I just want to settle down with my children. Where where are my children, by the way? (laughs) (laughs) accidentally all dead <laughs> i i really want the scene where she goes so let me get this straight <laughs> you let my crazy son who had a tendency to wander off among dead people get murdered by a child and then and then no let me see if i understand this you let my daughter get kidnapped by a cult leader and then locked in a bunker after all the other cult leaders we murder killed. You let her right. I'm afraid well, I'm no, gonna have to murder kill wait. you all. You let my you let my yeah. crazy son be murdered, uh, murdered by a child. Then you took that child in 
<laughs> and she's sitting right over there. <laughs> don't think I don't see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, my kid, my other one has been abducted by a cult leader. You? Yes, and then exactly. Do you know how many cult leaders I kill? <laughs> I should have known this was going to be a crap journey when I saw who was in charge of the city or whatever when I first came. You know that, that girl with the little psycho sister? Yeah. Daughter, yeah. Well, yes. When, coming coming back into doing this when Virginia was the bad guy. Oh, she sucked. <laughs> that was the least believable thing I've ever seen on television. Is her being in charge of anything. No offense to no, anyone offense. who will take offense. None of that. it made sense. None of it made sense. We were all like, how? How did this happen? You can kind of believe Strand building Everybody liked her hat. You can kind of believe Strand building a little cult of personality around him and just through force of will. I mean, he's a con man. Come over here and do what I say. He's, he's, this was how he made his living was being a con man. He's very persuasive. You can kind of see that. On the other hand, he's such a cartoon villain at this point. It's like people would just look around and go, are they filming this shit? Because I'm pretty sure we're in a movie. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a bad TV show. And uh, wait a minute. We're in a bad TV show. No! It's hilarious. It's hilarious to me that they can't find Padre. I'm like, have you tried going to like Padre? Right. Because we're that play, that city in island you know there's south padre maybe maybe that's where padre is i refuse to believe that there is they have looked every they've gone everywhere in 50 miles around their little tower thing and they've not found a way out of the wasteland i don't believe it it's stupid find a coast grab a boat and go to california just Walk no, we can't go to California because that's where the show started. I know. They, they, they had to escape California because yeah, LA I had turned that. into zombie central. At the at the end of this, at the end of the season, they all get back on boats and the next three seasons of them traveling back to California. <laughs> on a boat. On yep. a boat, Tim Harvey. Been <laughs> there, done that. Hey, at least at least Travis is dead. So there's that. All right. And and stupid son. Chris. Chris. Yes. Thank God we don't have to go through Chris again. All right. Well, I don't know. I think we've said enough. <laughs> we've said enough about this nonsense. I've ruined any chance that I have of ever working for such a stalwart organization as the Walking Dead people. I don't know, man. AMC? Yeah, they're they're not ever going to hire me for anything. If they paid any attention to our reviews either in written form has. or as podcasts um they long ago have got dustin's name on a list and my name on a list and now your name on a list of people who are like maybe they'd invite us to the goddamn set so so a little bit so we can talk nice about them isn't that why we're doing this are we trying to invite um at this point we burned that bridge i'm pretty Are sure you? that we've we have we have burned that bridge much the same way that madison has left a town behind her there is a smoldering pit of fire where yeah that was that's pretty much any chance we've had of talking uh that's uh, her milieu man that's how she does it and this is what we do too because we too um set fire to all of this as we go. 
<laughs> all right well folks let's let join us again in our next episode as we probably talk about the final two episodes we've been doing we, this is the second time we've done two episodes in a row we should probably do that on our next recording session and that'll wrap up this particular part of fear of the walking dead and then we can watch something else for a little bit then for a, a little, little bit, bit yeah and uh yeah so we appreciate you guys listening you can find us on facebook you can find us on twitter you can let us know what you think if are you enjoying this season are you if you guys are let us know why i mean we'd love we just because we're having issues doesn't mean it's not entertaining to you and that's perfectly fine if you're having a great time great Um, in order for us to have a segment called viewer mail we need to have some goddamn mail that's true you have to say hi uh, but you can also leave us uh, a comment and a rating on the podcast platform of your choice where you're finding the show. Ratings, honest to God, I know you hear it on every podcast ever made. It really is true. It's how they do the whole uh, uh, how shows show up on search bars and all that kind of things. Ratings improve the chance of other people hearing the show. And we appreciate the folks who are listening, especially considering uh, I was looking at our numbers and this will be for amusement factor for you guys. Hey, this is Curtis. I am editing this episode and uh, I'm breaking in here because this outro is taking way too fucking long. See you next time on Zompocalypse Now, gang. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.